0: Well, hello everyone. This is J.B. Hickson with NBW Ministries, proclaiming the clear, accurate, and urgent gospel message. And today I'm coming to you from the road. We just finished up our conference uh, with uh, Prophecy Watchers there in Norman, Oklahoma, and uh, really had a wonderful time there. Uh, But uh, I'm still on the road. I've got another conference coming up in Texas this weekend. So I'm coming to you from my hotel room. It is Tuesday, October the 10th, 2023, and I've got Randy standing by. We're going to do our world events update a a day earlier in light of all that is going on. I tell you what, if you did not already know that we were living in prophetic times and times where things are unfolding right before our very eyes with great prophetic significance, uh, and by the way, I don't know how you could not already know that. You'd have to be living in a cave, but if you didn't know it before, you certainly know it now, these are very tenuous times, and uh, I, I want to apologize for not coming to you sooner, but we were literally up, uh, you know, from 6 a.m. till midnight every day at the conference uh, uh, working and talking to some of you who may have been there, and if you did uh, come by and say hello, thanks for that. We met a lot of great people, but we had some, some great interaction with some of my uh, friends and colleagues, uh, folks like Tom Hughes, Randy Price, Bill Salas, Bill Koenig, uh, many others, And, uh, you know, as things unfolded on Sunday, uh, because we were surrounded, uh, or I guess it was Saturday, whatever day it was, uh, because we were surrounded by folks that really are experts in the land of Israel and in the geopolitical realm of what all is happening to set the stage for the coming of the Lord, um, we got a lot of great reports and a lot of uh, sort of pretty deep inside intel. But of course, we've got our own Randy, uh, who has been hard at work ever since then, uh, digging deep and talking with with some of his sources, and we've got some breaking news that we'll get to here in just a moment with uh, him. But I want to start by uh, just uh, having uh, some prayer here on air uh, for Israel. Uh, You know, the passage that kept coming to my mind as things unfolded over the last three days is uh, Jesus' words in Matthew 23. And to set the, the context here, it's the night, it's the day before uh, Jesus ends up being betrayed and arrested in the garden. So it's Wednesday of Passion Week, and he has, you know, overturned the tables of the money changers, he's, he's cursed the fig tree, he's got sc- scathing words of rebuke for the unbelieving uh, Pharisees and scribes, he calls them hypocrites and so forth. But then he, he, he gives us a glimpse at his humanity when he weeps for uh, Jerusalem, and uh, he says in verse 37 of Matthew twenty-three, 23, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, and in the Hebrew culture, whenever you repeat a word twice like that, it just shows great emotion, great sorrow and passion, and uh, he says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her how often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And indeed, not too many years after Jesus said those words, Jerusalem was ransacked by Rome, the temple was destroyed, and The temple has not been rebuilt since, but those are very important prophetic words there of Christ reminding us that someday Israel will respond in belief. Someday Israel will receive her king, and that when they do, Jesus Christ is going to come back. He's going to gather Israel from the four corners of the world, as he goes on to say in the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24, and Israel's going to finally get the long-awaited king in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and kingdom with a temple and a throne, and unprecedented peace and righteousness and justice. But until then, things are going to be tough. And we see a number of passages of scripture uh, that speak of the attacks on Israel uh, in end times prophecy. We could think of Ezekiel 38 and 39 and many others. And uh, there, are, there are those such as my friend Bill Salas, who have done an excellent work. And by the way, Dave Reagan also has a new book out on future end times wars. But Bill was on the show last week and talking about some of the, the lesser known prophecies. And even if you don't necessarily agree on some of the proof texts that he gives, there's no question that his viewpoint is thoroughly biblical and he really connects a lot of dots and it's kind of the lead up to the tribulation period. And so a lot of things happening geopolitically, uh, before our very eyes to this, uh, attack, um, is, you know, unprecedented, really, since Israel became a nation again in 1948. Uh, But there are a lot of things about it that don't add up. And uh, I'm going to have Leo Homan on later this week, uh, Thursday, uh, we'll post that video, we're going to, or that audio, rather, that podcast, we're going to record it that morning and post it immediately. He's agreed to come on because uh, he's one of the few out there that I've seen that really is connecting the dots, I believe, the way they should be connected that this, uh, attack on Israel, uh, doesn't pass the smell test. Uh, this was not a failure of intelligence. Uh, this was a, a, a let it happen on purpose type of thing. There had to be inside, uh, intel, uh, to allow the mightiest nation, uh, you know, military really second to the United States. It's really the alter ego of the United States. We've, we're the ones that have kind of funded them and helped build up their mighty military. And they're, uh, they uh, Security is second to none, especially along the Gaza Strip there, as we're going to, I'm sure, hear more about with Randy. But there's no way that this could have just been a sneak attack, especially when they should have been on high alert, given that it was the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur attacks and and a couple of other significant uh, things relating to that date. And yet uh, they managed to pull this off. So uh, we'll get into more of that, I'm sure, as we talk to Randy but just want to mention a couple of quick things before we bring Randy on. First of all, uh, let's pray for uh, for our friends there in Israel. And uh, so let's let's bow together. Lord, I do lift up Israel. Uh, Lord, uh, this is just an unbelievable thing that is unfolding before our eyes, and it has implications globally. It has implications for the coming a new world order and the one world system that Satan has been trying to roll out uh, since he got kicked out of heaven. But Lord, we know you're in control. You are the ultimate arb- arbiter of the timetable. None of this surprises you. But Lord, nevertheless, as we see on our screens and hear reports firsthand of the atrocities that took place over there. Lord, our hearts are just ripped to shreds and we lift up uh, these folks over there. Uh, Even if they're not believers, Lord, it's a human uh, tragedy. And so Lord, we just pray for comfort, for peace. We pray that your vengeance would be seen and that this would lead you to act and lead uh, to the, to the return Uh, of your son and our savior. And so, Lord, we just look up and are watchful. We know that things are happening at uh, just unbelievable, uh, in unbelievable ways all around us uh, as we look forward uh, to your return. But Lord, comfort those who mourn. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, as King David said in scripture. And uh, Lord, we just uh, pray that as we try to make sense of it all, that you give us wisdom, help us not to to go beyond uh, what we know, but help us to try to connect the dots as best we can, according to the overall uh, prophetic biblical worldview. We love you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, uh, you know, we just finished up with Prophecy Watchers. I'll be at Flint Baptist Church on Sunday. You can check out our events tab at notbyworks.org if if you're interested in those uh, events. Um, As I mentioned, I've got Uh, I'll have Shane on tomorrow to talk about some technology things. I'll have Leo Holman on to give us his perspective on how this fits into the globalist agenda. Uh, I was on Jan Markell this weekend and we posted that, uh, podcast yesterday. She posted it over the weekend, both as a video and an audio. Uh, but we posted the audio form yesterday at not by work. So you can check that podcast out. Um, Tonight, real quick, I just want to mention, and then we'll bring Randy on, Uh, we're launching our first ever uh, Premier Membership Zoom meeting, and we've had dozens of you sign up uh, for the Premier Membership. Thank you for that, by the way. It's a great blessing, and uh, the Premier Membership is a new uh, avenue of ministry that we've launched. Basically, you pay a monthly fee, and we do a dedicated Zoom meeting once a month where you can ask questions. We can kind of pray together. I can kind of give you some, uh, just some personal prayer requests, get to know you a little bit better. Um, it doesn't take anything away from all of our other free content. We're going to continue to have all of our podcasts, videos, all of those other resources that are available. In the free section of the Not by Works store. All of that stays the same. We're just adding some additional resources uh, and these Zoom meetings uh, to the Premier membership. So if you haven't signed up yet, it's certainly not too late to do that. You can go to notbyworks.org. There's a banner on the highlight carousel that'll take you right to the sign up page, or you can go to the Not by Works store and search for the Premier membership uh, subscription. Uh, item there Uh, you can either pay a small monthly fee or we have an annual fee it's you can cancel it at any time Uh, but tonight at seven o'clock central those of you that are members uh, will log into zoom and uh, we're gonna uh, just kind of give you some behind the scenes info at from the conference and some of the conversations that I had and and some of my favorite moments and favorite speakers at the conference Uh, some interesting conversations that I had at the table with people and then we'll take your questions as well. So that's, uh, tonight at seven o'clock for our NBW premier members. And you can uh, learn more about that at notbyworks.org. Okay. Randy, I tell you what, brother, uh, I mean, I've never seen anything like this. We've certainly seen war and bloodshed. A lot of people are calling this, uh, uh Israel's nine eleven. <laughs> I think that's more true than most people realize quite honestly, for a number of reasons, but, uh, Thanks for joining us uh, one day early. And by the way, we will try to have Randy on again as needed if things unfold. But uh, Randy, uh, what are you hearing?
1: Okay, well, good morning, everybody. I knew that someday we would have this chat. And today is the day. All right. Um, News out this morning. Egypt warned the Israelis 10 days ahead of time that an attack was planned. Uh, Mr. Netanyahu kind of went poo-poo, didn't really care. Uh, The morning of the attack, there was a little bit of jamming going on. All of a sudden, the paratroopers are coming in and the missiles are flying. Um, All I can say is they did have knowledge of it. It's the end of the holiday. They probably are tired. It's early in the morning, getting ready to change a shift. But uh, you'll be hearing in the coming weeks that they did know about it. And I would say that Mr. Netanyahu is probably done as Prime Minister
0: very soon. Um, so yes, they did have knowledge of it. Um, very yeah, I concerning. Don't, I I wouldn't hold your breath about Bibi. I mean, I, I I know we love Israel, and we and we know God loves Israel. He's got a future for national Israel. But Netanyahu is 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 part of the Luciferian conspiracy. I've said that many times through the years. That's well documented and i i think this was a larger plan i don't look for them to get rid of him and i wouldn't be so quick to say they're going to admit that they had prior knowledge i mean they're going to they're going to blame it and they already are they're already fomenting or not fomenting but to sort of ginning up this narrative that it was uh you know a, an intelligence failure so you know who knows well time will tell you could be right but either way he should be out of there uh because this was something that uh, i believe um uh, and, I, and I'll just say it. I really believe from what I'm hearing uh, and just from what I know about the Luciferian conspiracy, my educated guess, having studied this for 17 years, is that he uh, he, was, uh, he was a part of he was complicit in some way.
1: Well, there's no doubt. I mean, if they were informed 10 days ahead of time and they took no precautions, we know that they let it happen. And, you know, whether or not Israel admits it, uh, the Egyptian government come out and said this is what happened. So we'll see what they play for games and how they get by this. But I'm going to go down the list, and there are a bunch of things that uh, have been declassified and a bunch of things that are new and a bunch of things that nobody else has heard. So you're going to be the first. Anyway, our emergency alert last week. About the biggest joke I've ever seen for that type of a message to be sent out to the American people. Out of the thousands on the podcast, I took out 100, and I polled them. Many got no message. Some got a message on the TV or their phone or radio, or they had shut their phones off. It went ahead and triggered as soon as they turned it on. Now, considering we're using two different systems, one for the wireless and one for the uh, TV and radio, everybody should have been alerted, period, but they weren't. Now, I'll explain that a little bit more. In just a little little bit, because it uh, basically meshes very nicely with what's going on. All right. Military command has stated that the homeland will be attacked with a massive, horrific attack anytime from now through the coming months. They're afraid it's going to happen this week. They are afraid that it will be a 9-11 style attack. It will be followed up by a terrorist attack. There are 200,000 known terrorists that have come over the border, being Islamic, being Russian or Chinese. They are carrying weapons. They are carrying anti-aircraft missiles like the Javelin. Um, you know, it is stingers, all that kind of stuff. All right. Now, the problem is they know they've come across. They don't know where they're at. So basically they the military said this tell everybody tell them all to be on alert tell them we don't have specifics but it's going to happen.
0: Yeah and so let me let me elaborate on that for a second and folks by the way Land, uh, Randy's hearing this from multiple servers and I want to give a shout out to Randy uh, Friday night was it Friday night that you texted me? Yes yeah, Friday night, I, and I still know the time. It was ten fifty or so uh, Central Time where I was at the Prophecy Watchers conference. He texted me, "Hey, uh, Israel's under attack. You know, thousands of rockets, and you know, full scale, you know, attack on on Israel." And I immediately went to mainstream sources to see. Oh man, must be all over the headlines. Didn't see anything. Well, I was exhausted. I had a few more things to do. Went to bed without checking anything more at about eleven thirty. Sure enough, I wake up Saturday morning, and like the rest of us, it was all over the news. So Randy's sources are well-placed, and he was—he got the jump on this pretty quickly, quicker than anything uh, that I've heard. And so when he tells us that his sources are, are saying that uh, you know we're on high alert, that we're expecting terrorist attacks on the homeland, I would listen. And from my perspective, I don't have the, the same sources that he has, but I can tell you and I've been saying this for some time now. I have this sense of foreboding that something is going to happen between now and the twenty twenty four election. That they've been uh, preparing for it. Well, I've talked about it many times in our preparedness series. It just seems like the stage is being set to really ratchet things up. It started in twenty twenty with the pandemic. The twenty twenties decade is the decade they've been targeting for a hundred years. And I tell you what, this is just the beginning, and I think that's the main takeaway that we're going to hear from Randy this morning is this is this is the beginning of the kinds of stuff that are going to unfold uh, like we've never ever seen. I'm not trying to engender fear. I'm just saying be ready. This is the time right now to get ready because when you watch what these evil terrorists did to women, to children. You know, uh, it's just unspeakable. That could easily happen here, and it will. They hate America; they absolutely hate America, and uh, they're they're you know to whatever extent we're drawn into this uh, to defend Israel, and we should defend Israel. Uh, it's could, it, I think, it could easily uh, blossom into this uh, into a global conflict. Don't you think, Randy? You could could we be looking at the beginnings here of World War III?
1: I think we've probably been in World War III for a while with Russia, but Mm. yes, definitely. Because, okay, when military, when I say military command, I want you to understand who this is from. This is a text on a Sunday morning. This says we have an emergency message. All right. So we had a little face-to-face meeting, and this comes from so far up the food chain, there's very few above it. So, this is material. This is information that's factual. They advise to be on alert because, with 200,000 terrorists, they're saying, you know, they've got all the weapons. They have the anti aircraft weapons. They probably have biologicals and chemical weapons. They're not afraid to use them. And one of the other thoughts they said were more than likely you're going to need a rifle to stop them because they're wearing body armor. And they said, "Don't have any small firearms. Use a rifle if you can, but be prepared for anything at any time." Mm-hmm. Now, when they say we expect it this week, I about drop my drink right there because that's being pretty specific. Now we all know that war is fluid. We know that times change. All I can tell everybody is, if you haven't gotten everything ready, you better do it now because this
0: is coming now. Are, are you able to to say the the military rank of one of the sources that you're talking about here or, or would that be revealed? Yes, yes, it's called four stars. Yeah, I mean, this is coming from a, a, a sitting four-star general, folks. So this is not something that is just, uh, you know, a public domain out there on the internet.
1: Yeah, this isn't somebody that, you know, one of my grandkids painted a little picture and said, here, Grandpa, I'll talk to him. No, this is factual. All right, now, yesterday, Fort Carson, which is basically Colorado Springs, Uh, 50 C-130s flew out of there yesterday. That is unprecedented. You can only imagine the material, just a second, they're under another attack. Sorry.
0: Stand by, folks. By the way, Israel is under
1: constant missile
0: attack. And this is what alerts me. Yeah, so Randy's getting real-time alerts here. But I uh, want to quickly mention that, obviously, since I'm on the road, I'm not in my studio, so I don't have the same microphone and, and all of that. So if the audio sounds a little bit different, I'm just using sort of my computer audio here. Bear with us for that. I get emails still to this day about people uh, asking about the the quality of the audio we do the best we can we don't have a studio this isn't Fox News or Tucker Carlson with millions and millions of dollars we do the best we can I do really strive for excellence and I'm constantly tweaking uh the the audio to try to make it sound a little richer and a little bit better uh, but bear with us uh, as we're as we're you know on the road here with this audio anyway Randy back to you
1: Yes. Anyway, the C-130s, 50 of them to take off from one airfield, for crying out loud, in a matter of hours. You know there was some heavy lifting of personnel and material going. Um, Fort Carson, we have the air bases, so I don't know exactly who it was, but I've got somebody that actually counted. All right. Now, strangely enough, yesterday, a train in the middle of Colorado Springs carrying military weapons, basically heavy trucks, uh, humvees etc derail hmm. the train was going five miles an hour how do you derail a train going five miles an hour automatically you know we're under a terrorist alert we're going to have an attack and i'm going you know th- things like this are going to be happening they're going to be happening regularly so always you know always do your own research talk to your own people You know, get corroborating evidence, that's great, because things change, and I'm going to to see just how much they're changing right now. But anyway, so we have that incident, we have the uh, emergency broadcast system, which was a total joke, and then military command is saying, get this out to everybody. They can't do it, but they want it to everybody. All right. The supposedly the attack will be, and this is not quite a quote, but pretty close. It'll be a nine-one-one style attack. Damage will be heavy, horrific, and sudden. I take it to that means that it's going to be in more than one area. Two hundred thousand plus um, terrorists. We know we're in. We're in for a real treat. So get ready for it. All right. If you're gonna get your supplies, get it now because the general public's gonna hear about this stuff. You got about three or four days and then they're gonna go wild because even a fence post can absorb some information. And the way this is coming out, when it hits the mainstream media, they're gonna go wild. Some of this is being covered up, obviously, but um, probably for not too long. The uh, Strategic Petroleum Reserve is now down to 14 days and we are pumping fuel from there so fast that it may not last that long. So we know that the BRICS nations are now getting involved because of the Palestinians and the Lebanese and everybody else, and production will probably be cut down considerably. So a price of gas or a price per barrel of oil, 150 $250, um, none of those are out of the range of belief right now. So expect your uh, gas bills to go up. Expect your food supply to be cut down because China, India are hoarding everything. Um, the supply routes are threatened and things are going to get really tough really fast. All right. Let's see here. Okay. By the, by the way,
0: while you're while you're pausing there for a second, sorry, see, you paused too long. You gave me too much time to jump in. That's that's what you're
1: there for. You
0: you're, you fill um, me in, and
1: fill you in.
0: I forgot to. Mention, I'm so. I'm just so overwhelmed and burdened by all this that's going on. I forgot to tell you kind of a, a bit of a funny story. You know, at the conference, uh, I I bet I had no less than six or seven people come up to us at our Not By Works Resources table, where my family and I were all kind of spread out, uh, dealing with uh, with folks that stopped by. Uh, but I had several, at least six or seven, that came by and said, "Where's Randy?" I mean, they all came by and said, who are you and where's Randy? They didn't care about me, Randy. They wanted to see you. And in fact, someone gave me a gift for you. Remind me to give it to you when I get back into town. But uh, no, nah, they missed you. We wished you could have been there. Would have been great uh, to have you there. Um, but one other thing while I've got the mic, I want to mention about the uh, the EAS system that you just mentioned. I knew that this there was more to this than what we thought. It wasn't about necessarily commandeering people's phones or triggering some 5G thing i mean it could have been about that time we'll tell we don't know but at the core to me it was the timing was what was significant i thought you know the, the the real leaders that are kind of truly trying to do their job and look out for us they know something's coming they're hearing chatter and they go man we better get our emergency system ready because we may have to communicate very quickly with everyone in the country to you know, tell them to head for the hills or hunker down or, or whatever it is. And so it was just very curious to me, the timing of that. And to me, I think someday we'll look back and that'll kind of be the beginning of this next phase. And then, of course, here we are with the, the attack on Israel. And this is going to be a pivotal week. I mean, uh, like you said, there's a lot of chatter out there about something happening here w- within the continental United States. Um, and, uh, you know, this is this is so... Uh, you can you can see very clearly how this could become a, a global a conflagration. And Leo Homan is going to talk about that, by the way, on Thursday. But anyway, go ahead, Randy.
1: Well, I figure we've got two weeks to a month before it's global, but it's coming, like you said. Okay. Now, many of you do not have shortwave radios. You do not have ham radios or anything else. You get a regular radio that has AM on it, You can monitor the emergency broadcast system if they actually do it on an AM radio. Find which of the stations are going to be involved. Usually the strongest stations are involved in the emergency broadcast system. They transmit in different languages, different power. They have a great range, an easy signal to pick up, and that will probably be the only thing you're going to have. So if you don't have one, get it now. Mr. Biden's twenty-mile border Um, wall—we'll talk about that in the future. That is a total joke. That's a political thing, but um, we'll worry about that in a few minutes. Okay, Israel—absolutely, positively, do not travel to Israel or the Middle East at this time. Um, They are being evacuation of American troops is taking place, or not American troops, American citizens at this time. United States. If everybody remembers about six months ago, I mentioned a little um where was that up around Poland, Lithuania, a little town called Gilgad, I believe it was where a bunch of trucks, tanks, and everything else were stored. And if you recall, they were painted a desert color. They weren't painted for European warfare. they're painted for desert. Well, those are gone now, and I will give you two guesses where that ended up. That is being used, I'm sure, in the Middle East by the Israelis, and um, there's a lot more on the way. Um, when this, when the attack happens, everybody's going to have to keep calm the best you can when something like that happens. Um all I can say is make sure you're right with God. Make sure your friends and family, if you have anything to say about that, they are also right with the good Lord because this is going to be something you don't have time to do anything except react. There will be no notice, more than likely. It will be like the Israelis. They had no notice. And it's interesting the Israelis had a, a broadcast like we did the same day, like an emergency broadcast. Nothing was triggered for them whatsoever before the terrorists started landing with their little uh, Paraglide scooters or whatever you want to call them. I mean, it was kind of funny to watch, but until they started their operations. Now, all right. It took two hours for emergency services to respond after the initial call in Israel. That's because there was a cyber attack going on. Uh, phones weren't working, radios weren't working, people could not get a hold of help. So keep that in mind because we're going to be the same way. You are on your own. There is no help coming. There is nobody going to bring you a hot lunch after a day or two. You're on your own. Prepare accordingly. Um, I've heard that everybody (laughs) say the iron. Go ahead.
0: Well, you know, finish your comment about the iron curtain because I think that's what I was going to say. Okay.
1: The iron dome Everybody says, "Well, it malfunctioned." No, it did not malfunction. The Iron Dome worked as it should have. Unfortunately, it was just overwhelmed with the amount of missiles that came in.
0: Yeah, when Iron Dome, obviously not Iron Curtain, but yeah, I mean, that's not. I want to emphasize what you just said. It's it's not insignificant that this occurred in the context of a cyber attack, as we've been saying for some time. It's going to be a multi pronged attack. It's not going to be one thing like a nuclear bomb or something, it, it's going to, they're going to kind of come at it in a, in a multi-tiered uh, approach. And I think uh, however it happened, which I, I still believe it's, it's pretty clear. This was uh, an inside job. Uh, they, they used something to jam the signals and that's the reason they didn't see see it coming. I mean, that area of Gaza is the most fortified surveilled uh, area, you know, in all of Israel And the thought that somehow these folks could just, you know, glide right over in hang gliders is about as, uh, you know, credible as the fact that, you know, that 19 cave dwellers could somehow, uh, you know, outsmart the mightiest military in the world, you know, back on 9-11. So, I mean, there's got to be more to the story, don't you think?
1: Well, yeah, there's, you know, if they had 10 days notice, it's kind of like the United States and some of the stuff that's happened, you know, with the terrorists, homegrown terrorists or whatever in the United States, the FBI always knows knows about it, but never does anything about it. So just understand, if the government's telling us to prepare for an imminent attack, they know something's coming. Probably have a lot more information, but they don't want people to panic. All right. So the the, um, Hamas fighters launched a total of 5,000 missiles so far. Uh, Those were provided by our friends in Iran. And I want you to understand the difference between Hamas and Hezbollah. Hamas basically is supplied and assisted by Iran, as is Hezbollah. Hamas is in the Gaza Strip, which is just a small strip on the very western edge of Israel. Hezbollah is based out of Syria and Lebanon. The Hezbollah fighters have been provided 100,000 missiles by Iran. So this little skirmish we just saw is nothing compared to what's coming. About an hour ago, Hezbollah said, we are all in it. We are going to commence an attack because you have started going into Gaza and raising the place, destroying everything. And so we're we're going to come down and help them. So understand that this thing just went from really bad to as bad as it's going to be able to get, because there's only so much room to fight in Israel. But with Hamas, Hezbollah, um, probably some of the ISIS and other fighters are going to be there also. Um, You know, Israel called up 300,000 reservists. I don't know how many total they have. It's not enough. They are going to be, they're going to be in a world of hurt here very, very
0: shortly. And let's state the obvious here. I mean, this is this is what folks like Joel Scouse have been saying forever, that there's going to be some type of unfreezing event like this that causes the United States of necessity to to jump in. And what I look for and what I'm really worried about, in a sense, not in a, you know, I know who's in control and I know we're not supposed to worry, but what what I'm concerned is going to happen next is that either Israel or the United States are going to launch an attack against Iran. Now, Iran is certainly worthy of of being attacked in a way, but I mean that would that would be what causes this thing to go global quite quickly. And you've already got uh, Lindsey Graham out there talking about we're going to come after you, Iran. We're going to get you, and um, and so I think that we we need great restraint right now uh, to not just you know go out and start blowing people up. I mean. After 9-11, we we killed one million Iraqi citizens. Yes, one million. Look it up. And of course, Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11. So there's always this sense of we've got to go get the bad guys, which we do. I mean, vengeance is appropriate, self-defense is appropriate. This was an unprovoked, barbaric attack. But let's, you know, let's just recognize that there are greater forces at play here. The Luciferians are up there pulling the strings trying as i've been saying for 15 17 years now trying to bring down america and the easiest way to do that is to get us involved in a global conflict that with with inside help can 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 decapitate us and force us to jump on board the new world order because we can no longer defend ourselves so just don't believe everything you're seeing in the mainstream conservative news. A lot of people, um, emotions get the best of them. And so they they want vengeance and that's appropriate. But let's make sure we go after the bad guys the way we should, which is Hamas, Hezbollah, if I, Iran is a part of it. And they, they undoubtedly are. And I, I don't think anybody doubts that. The question is, you know, what's the best way to do this without you know, ending up being a, a puppet in a grander scheme. Uh, and I just, I don't know about you, Randy, I just don't have the confidence in American leadership, certainly not in the White House, but even in the military realm, uh, that we're going to be independent and think independently. I think we're going to be drawn in.
1: Well, we you know, we have a carrier group, the Gerald Ford Carrier Group, moving into the Eastern Mediterranean. It'll be about 30 miles off the coast. We have another carrier group over in and by the Strait of Hormuz. So two of the six working carrier groups we have are located now in the Middle East. What are we doing with China? What are we doing with North Korea? And what are we going to do with Russia? Okay, so um, Israel used to have the highest um, possession of guns per family in the world. Now 2.6% of them have guns. Most of them are in the military. Most of them are required to get a special permit to use them. And let's face it, they've gone woke, just like a lot of other countries have. Now they're understanding why they shouldn't have done it. Now, here's what really disturbs me, and that is the hostages that are being taken by Hamas. All right, Israeli soldiers, uh, Israeli population, the United States has had Americans taken and killed, um, Germans have had people taken. Let me give you a quote that I just saw this morning from two of the Hamas people. All right. First Palestinian terrorist said, the girls we have brought are sexy and blonde. We've murdered the ugly ones. Hmm. Second terrorist says, they will love me. They'll fight with each other to be with me. Hmm. First Palestinian terrorist says, no, wait, you're going to take the girls that we brought to Khalil. And those are going to be your girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the kind of stuff that they're partaking in. We know that they are beheading the, mili- the Israeli military prisoners. Um, we know that they have paraded uh, Americans and other countries, their personnel nude up and down the streets. We know that they had one German girl that they killed. They stripped her. And then they took the pickup up and down the streets and let everybody beat on the body. Mm. These are the kind of savages we are talking about. Mm. So understand what you're up against. This is not going to be, oh, somebody, you know, they come in, they steal something. No, this is going to be far worse.
0: All right. Please help these people, help these uh, hostages, and Lord, bring this to an end somehow. This is horrific. Yes, the sooner the better. Hamas, they rehearsed
1: what they were doing in the open. They were right out there where they lived doing all the operations. Nobody reported them. Nobody stopped them. I've heard a lot of comments about Biden and him pulling out. Here's the deal. Biden Harris do not like Israel. They do not like Netanyahu. They have no use for them. But What is going to cause them to pull out of Israel is we now have a war that we're working on two fronts. The Ukraine, we've given them everything that we possibly could so that we don't have much to work with. And now Israel, Israel will be a long term situation. Ukraine, probably not near as long. But what are we going to do when China and North Korea act up? What resources are we even going to have left? Very, very little. So Biden, he may pull out with some excuse. He may pull out out of necessity because we can. We no longer have fuel. We no longer have ammunition. We no longer have the heart for it. We are not ready to fight a war on more than one front. And that's only if we fight it on our terms. All right. Like I said, Hezbollah is blowing great guns this morning against um, Israel. So that means Lebanon. They're in it. Syria. Syria basically is not doing a lot. Hezbollah is working from Syria somewhat. Syria is broken up into so many factions, nobody knows who's where. But the problem with Syria is this. Syria around Damascus has a huge supply of chemical weapons. They will probably use them. The um, good folks in Israel said, if you use chemical weapons, we will go nuclear. Now, the Bible says something about the great city, and I take it to be Damascus, that's destroyed. This could be one of those times when that happens, because we don't know which war we're in for sure. But Syria, you know, Syria, Iran, Iraq are all being helped by Iran and Russia. Russia, Mr. Putin come out and said, these are our brothers. We are going to help them with whatever they need. So we know the Russians are involved. We know the Iranians are involved. I would imagine if they get time, there's going to be a strike on the nuclear power plants in Iran sometime, somewhere. Um, This
0: would be the perfect time to do it, but nobody knows where or when. All right. When we do that, that's when I think it's going to bring Russia into the equation. Of course, the United States will be drawn in. That's what I would watch for. And that's what I'm kind of waiting to see is that while this is going on, these great magicians, the Luciferian elite that are really kind of trying to orchestrate this one world system, uh, they're doing something else behind their back. So you alluded to it a moment ago, but you know, while we're, uh, you know, focused on Israel, it wouldn't surprise me if China makes a move against Taiwan. It wouldn't surprise me if Russia makes another move. I mean, uh, it's just... uh, that things are unfolding uh, rapidly now one quick question that i have before you before you go on to your next item when you talk about the military uh warning or you know announcing that they they there's a, a pending um, terrorist attack and that kind of thing we're not seeing that publicly right we're not seeing any you
1: no know, you plans. will not
0: see that publicly yeah, yeah. no not Just for a while Behind the scenes, amongst themselves, they're on high alert for this kind of thing, and, and based on the sources that you you're hearing from, right? Yes,
1: yes. it'll It'll be out, and it'll be coming right right in front of us shortly, but not right now. this This is all in the first stages. Uh, the information sometimes is a little cloudy, but we're pretty sure that something's going to happen. It, it has to. Um, what's really bad. The Taliban out of Afghanistan have asked Iran, Iraq, and Jordan if they can traverse those countries to assist Hamas and Hezbollah. They want to move their troops over there to assist in this little jihad or whatever you want to call this war. Um, I would imagine Hezbollah will probably declare a global jihad within the day. And that means that Americans and Jews anywhere in the world are going to be subject to attack. So plan on it. It's coming. The military is sure it's coming. And I would see. I would say it's 100 percent. It's just a matter of the timing. OK. All right. The Hezbollah is taking care of the northern part of um, Israel. Hamas is taking care of the western and the southern. So if the Taliban would come in, they would take care of probably the northeast and the east. So far, Jordan hasn't moved in. It looks like they might. Egypt is standing down for now, but that could change at any minute. They could have a coup, whatever, and then they'll be involved. Um, All right. Iran and Russia basically met with the the Hamas people. Gave him the green light and said, We support you. And that would have been about 10 days ago. So we know the Putin's going to see Xi Jinping in the next week or two. I can only imagine what's going to be happening after that. Prepare for the absolute worst. The um, There's so much stuff here. Let me just turn the page. Sorry, everybody. Okay. As I said, Hamas actually rehearsed this in the open. Nobody did anything about it. Now, I told you that there was more to the test than what we could see. Immediately before and during our emergency broadcast, the NORAD and some of the other military installations were basically working and exercising against the GPS satellites of Russia. Uh, They were preparing in case they needed to take those out and what happened is evidently they um, knocked out some of the um, broadcast system services. And I found that when I talked to people and what I'm hearing, people around the military base, especially the air bases, had absolutely no emergency broadcast to them whatsoever. So, you know, I don't know if that was inadvertently done or if that was on purpose, but if you live by a military base, do not be surprised if you hear nothing before it happens i mean that's that's the way it looks like it's going to come down right now all right everybody's been commenting on the b52s that keep flying across the united states now this is where some people's theories are going to get really messed up they are working in conjunction with the harp system that is in Alaska. It's just been announced last week and it was inadvertently. HARP is not there for the weather. HARP is there as part of the line of defense that will be used against incoming Soviet missiles. They have a little bit of weather related activity, but most of them, most of HARP is there because as the Russians would send missiles over the Arctic, over the North Pole, they would be the first ones to intercept them. So they have a double use. Um, you know, nobody's ever known that
0: before, but this is supposedly exactly what's happening. All right. For those who may not know HARP, uh, it's H A A R P, it stands for High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. I've written about it and talked about it for, for many years. I think it is multifaceted. They're doing a lot with that. Ostensibly, the, the official narrative is that it's supposed to be there to research the ionized. The ionized, is what I'm trying to say, uh, part of the Earth's atmosphere. But it is a a very useful weapon for a variety of things. You're right. It's not just weather modification. It's also about control, even mind control, uh, frequency control. uh, But it has military implications uh, as well.
1: Yes. Now, I mentioned the B-52s. I'll get into that now a little bit more. The B-52s flying across the United States right now, basically are upgrading their software and their radar. They are also carrying nuclear cruise missiles. Since we have no anti-ballistic missile system in the United States, we have no nuclear shelters, the B-52s are carrying the cruise missiles. The reason we can no longer find Presidential Directive 66 is because it has basically changed. Now, remember Bill Clinton put into effect that we would not take part in a first strike, we would respond after the initial missiles were launched. The reason being, we have no anti-ballistic missiles, but the B-52s have these nuclear-tipped cruise missiles. What they're waiting for is for the adversary to commit Once those missiles are in the air, the B-52s will try to intersect them, launching their cruise missiles, which will give off an EMP effect, hopefully take the missiles and all their independent reentry vehicles out at one time. Now, the problem with that, the Russian missiles, uh, let's see, the newest one, the Sarmats, travel approximately 19,600 miles an hour the cruise missile travels at 550 miles an hour. The chance of us getting a B-52 in the air, minimum of 15 minutes, get them to where they're needed, um,
0: very, very unlikely. Yeah, so so referring to there is is PDD-60, I think you said 66, but it's 60, the presidential. 60, thank you, yeah. uh, That basically changed our response to a first strike to where we would not respond on launch, but on impact. And, uh, and so there's that. Uh, And but then secondly, we also dismantled our uh, Star Wars type uh, defense system. Uh, And so now we're left with, uh, I guess, what you're saying is these B-52s as our first line of defense against incoming ICBMs. um, And that does not seem to be very wise, but all this is part of a long play, a long game by the Luciferians who have been slowly preparing the way. And I've mentioned many times that it was from the early 1900s in earnest is when they really kicked it into high gear, uh, trying to dismantle America. And so it's not like, it's not easy. They can't just push a button. They don't control every single high up person in the military or other positions of, of influence. So they have to do it over the long haul. And they've been kind of preparing the way for what I think is going to unfold if the Lord doesn't come back soon, or whether he comes back or not, but we're going to see it if the Lord doesn't come back soon, uh, the, preparing the way for this uh, military uh, uh, war of some kind, some some type of conflict that involves our military uh, that will not end well, that will be the downfall of America. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to be pessimistic here. I'm just trying to be realistic. This is what I'm seeing. This is what they've telegraphed. This is what their leaked documents have uh, talked about forever. They they want to bring down America. It started back during the Obama, uh, or we saw parts of it, it happening during the Obama administration when he got rid of all of the key judges and key high-up military uh, people that were conservative, and they all took early retirement. And then in the years since then, we've got all of these LGBTQ uh, influence into the military, and you've got the wokeism in, in entering the military, and we are ripe right now for, uh, you know, we're, we're just weak. We're, we're weak. Now, uh, obviously, I don't have a crystal ball. I'm not a prophet. I'm just telling you what, what I understand from the game plan and the blueprint of the Luciferians uh, and, and trying to overlay that with biblical prophecy, but... um. You know we'll we'll see but it i would not bet on uh, america being around much longer if i were a betting man
1: no i think you're right on the money there i mean to use a b-52 they're stationed in minot north dakota they're in barksdale louisiana for them to try and intercept a missile going nineteen thousand miles an hour you if you know or have read anything about these actual missiles they create plasma in front of them that will deflect any EMP rays given off. They will be untouched and they will land and then nothing's stopping stopping them. And I'm pretty sure we're not going to get a warning about that. Now, something that'll give you a heads up. If you use flight radar or one of these other apps that you can get, if you see a beach craft RC 12 called GuardRip. That also is used for jamming incoming missiles. You see those up somewhere. Note very carefully where they're at, how many of them there are, because they will work in conjunction with the B-52s to try and jam the radars of those incoming missiles. Now, the Russians are known to have three to five independent reentry vehicles on each missile, which means on a missile, basically, they have what is called a bus. Each independently targeted reentry vehicle or warhead goes into the bus. As the bus comes over the target, it releases the missile to hit its target. What they're trying to do is jam them so that the target site is off. They're early, they wait. Um, My problem with that, if you're over California, New York, or something like that, whether it's early, late, or whatever, you're going to have mass casualties if those warheads are dispatched. So this is the kind of thinking we're using. Rather than spending the trillions on something that would have helped, we now find ourselves in a mess and they are trying to use other technology that um, I wouldn't bet on. I wouldn't bet on it at all. Russia, well, Turkey. I want to talk about Turkey for a minute because they've kind of been, you know, hee-hawing around. Uh, Turkey was also involved in the planning against Israel. It was Turkey, Iran, with the blessing of Russia. So we've always said that that is one more indication of the Gog-Magog countries coming together. Look for Turkey to be out of NATO very soon because, um, obviously, they're getting ready to join BRICS. They're going to be um, an adversary of ours rather than a member of NATO. And every piece is falling very quickly now. It's no longer a slow fall. So, we have to worry about a terror attack. We have to worry about a missile attack. We know there are biologicals in the country that the Chinese brought in. We have to worry about the Ukraine. The Ukraine, basically, the Ukraine army is done. They're down to 50,000 people. Uh, I'm sure the NATO members are the ones that are lifting off the missiles, the drones, and everything else. Russia knows that. Russia knows that the British, the United States, and France are the biggest cause of the problems. And I look at the Middle East as probably being the start of payback by Russia. We kept wondering, why don't they do something? Why don't they do something? Um, With the type of attack that just occurred against Israel, you know it took a long time to plan. I'm sure they have a plan for us also. And when it hits, we'll recognize it, but it's
0: coming. All right, so as we wrap up here, the takeaway is be alert. Uh, you know, 1 Thessalonians, <clears throat> excuse me, verse uh, chapter four, 5, verse 4 says, But you, brethren, are not in darkness that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of the light and not sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. And I think uh, <clears throat> now more than ever, we need to be paying attention uh, you know, we're not saying the sky is going to fall tomorrow, but we are saying that we're getting a lot of chatter that the sky could fall tomorrow. In fact, particularly this week in the, in the fog of war, that's when they like to do other things, you know, so uh, when we're distracted. So just be aware, be alert. Obviously, keep trusting the Lord. Uh, God's in control. He's not giving us a spirit of fear. Uh, knowledge is power. Uh, but when you see trouble coming, you need to prepare for it. That's what the wise person does, Proverbs 22, 3. Uh, so I uh, really appreciate uh, Randy's, uh, you know, warning here and his willingness to kind of uh, share with us some of the things that he's hearing behind the scenes. Any closing thoughts, Randy?
1: Well, we keep, we've been talking for what a year, that things would happen. Things go slowly, 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 and then bang, they're there. I think, those times are here. The Middle East is going to expand into a major war. We're going to have problems with Russia, China, North Korea. We didn't talk about North Korea much, but if I was in South Korea and Japan, I'd be worried right now because they will take advantage of the situation if they have to. Mm-hmm. So all I can say is yesterday after I got all got all of this, I went into the mountains and looked at the leaves.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: it's beautiful, it's calming. Might be the last time I see a leaf, you know, you never know. But don't let it get to you. We know what's going to happen. We know we can't prevent it. But at least you're getting a better idea all the time as to what might be planned. Prepare accordingly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you're right. There's nothing more beautiful. Having lived in the mountains for many years now, there's nothing more beautiful than the the yellow aspens in the foreground of a dark evergreen uh, tall timbers in the background and, and all the other oranges and reds it's just gorgeous um, and it just reminds us of God's providence that the changing seasons are a reminder that he's in control and that his mercies are new every morning uh so you know folks do continue to trust in the lord uh look to him uh, keep us in your prayers you know we're on the road and one of my Fears for many years now, because we've traveled for the whole time that we've been awake, since we first woke up uh, 17 years ago, and went down this uh, deep dive and deep rabbit hole into the Luciferian conspiracy, we've been traveling, you know, it's just been our ministry with NBW, and so I've always, you know, in the back of my mind, feared that something major would happen while we're on the road, and we wouldn't be able to get back to our supplies and all of our preparedness uh, things but uh, pray that we're able to get home safely next week after our next conference and then we're home for a while and uh, we can kind of be a little more comfor- comfortable there um, but uh, again we're going to be in Texas in Tyler or actually in Flint Texas you can get the details at notbyworks.org speaking three times on Sunday October the 15th uh, I'll be speaking twice in the morning at 9 and ten thirty local time and then again at six o'clock that night uh, so come out and see us if you're in that area. We will be able to record those and post those, uh, so you'll be looking forward to hearing and seeing those videos in the coming uh, few days after we after we uh, do them. Uh, other than that, yeah, keep keep us in your prayers. Um, pray for Israel. Pray for those that are suffering uh, just horrifically right now. Pray that God's grace will somehow uh, cover them in the midst of all this horror. Uh, Pray for those that are, you know, having ministry to Israel and people that are over there now. I know folks that were on their way there, had to uh, divert. I know folks that are there and hunkering down. I know folks that were scheduled to go next week that are now that all those plans are in limbo. Uh, So uh, keep them in your prayers, and we will come back on as we have need to. It's a crazy time for me this week with scheduled events and other activities on the calendar dinners and meetings with people in the area that we are where we are but uh, Randy and I are in constant contact with each other and if something comes up we'll certainly try to post something that uh, we can give you our reflections on But there's a lot of good resources out there um, from other like-minded folks Um, don't forget I've got Leo Holman on Thursday I've got Shane on tomorrow uh, and uh, we'll be uh, looking forward to those podcasts as well Uh, one of the best things that you can do in times like these is to share the gospel. So uh, please remember, that's what matters most. Um, If you've got unsaved friends or relatives or loved ones, you need to remind them that Jesus Christ, God's son died and rose again to pay our personal penalty for sin. He defeated death, hell and the grave when he rose again the third day, and he's the only hope of eternal life. And so when people begin to think about their own mortality and see bloodshed and death happening, uh, it causes us to sort of think about the hereafter and what comes next. People are really in a good uh, position to to hear the gospel, the good news of eternal life, and so we've got lots of resources to help you do that at notbyworks.org. You might consider picking up some of the gospel tracts, the good news gospel tracts that we sell. We give those out extensively at conferences and Gave a bunch of them out in uh, Norman, Oklahoma. And I was so encouraged when folks just came by and picked up handfuls of them and uh, praying that the Lord will use those seeds that are planted as those gospel tracts are given out. Uh, But if you're listening to this program and you've never trusted in Christ, that's the simple and only solution to having eternal life. You can't work for it, you can't earn it, you can't buy it. It's already paid for, but you have to receive it, and you receive it by faith. So, Have you trusted in Jesus Christ and him alone for salvation? If not, do that today. Randy, thanks so much again for being with us. And uh, God bless you, everyone. Appreciate your prayers. Don't forget, Premier members, we've got our Zoom session tonight at 7 o'clock Central Time. If you're not a NBW Premier member, you can go to notbyworks.org, click on the store, and you can uh, sign up for that. We'd love to have you be a part of that Zoom meeting tonight. God bless you, everyone. Have a great rest of the week.